All right, everybody, we are here live at Sierra Week, and I am with Samir Vorda, um, Vice President of Mitsubishi Power Americas. How, how are you doing today, Samir? I'm doing very well, Tyler. Thank you. Well, let's not waste too much time. Let's get right into it. Um, can you, you have a presentation coming up, or has it already passed? Uh, remind me. It's coming up tomorrow. It's coming up tomorrow. Okay, so for the people that can't make it to Sierra Week, um, can you give a brief summary of, of the presentation, the topic? Absolutely. So the topic is uh, fueling power with hydrogen and ammonia. Uh, and as the, you know, as the industry, the generation, power generation industry goes through this energy transition, a lot of uh, emphasis lately has been on new fuels or cleaner fuels that can actually potentially replace gas in the gas turbine uh, power generation space. And that's where hydrogen and ammonia can play a big part. And that's the topic that we're going to be talking about. Fair enough. So what is your opinion on the hydrogen marketplace? So the hydrogen marketplace has been in general in around in different sectors, different segments, uh, industrial or uh, in the petrochemical space and refinery space. So the hydrogen market per se is not entirely new. Uh, but what we're talking about new over here is how does the application of hydrogen apply in the space of power generation or energy specifically. Uh, hydrogen today is a good source of uh, long duration energy storage. Uh, it can store electrical energy which can be converted uh, using electrolysis into hydrogen and it stores energy. Uh, and hydrogen can actually potentially be a replacement as a low carbon fuel for natural gas to be burnt in gas turbines. So that's how the market is developing and uh, the industry is actually looking at opportunities and looking at challenges to make that happen. How do you see that development or, or what sectors, I should say, um, do you think benefit most from hydrogen and or ammonia power generation? From a sector perspective, it, hydrogen and ammonia both both have the potential to provide cleaner uh, energy source uh, that can be applied to different sectors, uh, primarily the power generation or power sector. Uh, and then you have uh, application of green hydrogen or green ammonia in different spaces. Green hydrogen can play a big role in mobility. It can play a role in uh, industry like steel, cement. Uh, green hydrogen can actually uh, act as a feedstock for sustainable aviation fuels. So aviation sector has an application. So it's across the range of uh, industrial applications that hydrogen can play a role. Ammonia, on the other hand, uh, as well has different applications. Ammonia by itself is used in the fertilizer industry very, uh, very much. But uh, green ammonia can actually play as a carrier for energy, as in the hydrogen that is generated can be transported using ammonia. Ammonia has a higher density than hydrogen, so it's easier to store and transport. Uh, so it can be used as a carrier for, uh, as a vector. And at the same time, ammonia can actually be, green ammonia can also be used as a fuel, low carbon fuel, to use in gas turbines to generate power as well. So that's the application of ammonia uh, across the board as well. So you just mentioned storage, so while we're on the topic, uh, you have a storage facility in Utah, Advanced Storage. Uh, can you give us some details yeah, about so that the, project? Absolutely. So ACES Delta project is a, is a project which Mitsubishi, together with its partners, developed even before the IRA was announced. Uh, this is a project where we are actually uh, going to be 
uh, uh, you know, producing hydrogen, green hydrogen at scale and uh, using curtailed uh, renewable electricity from the western United States, uh, converting it into hydrogen and then storing them in salt caverns uh, in Delta, Utah. Uh, these salt caverns are as big as Empire State Building. Uh, today we are actually developing two salt caverns. Each cavern has a capacity of about 150 gigawatt hours of energy to be wow. stored. Uh, and then that that whole facility has actually the potential to put in about 100 caverns. So that would cater to the storage needs of the entire Western United States. Uh, that hydrogen which is being stored then can be, then can be uh, used in the hydrogen capable gas turbines which we are going to be putting up at a power plant with the Intermountain Power Agency, uh, our most advanced M501 jack series gas turbines. Initially we will start at a 30% blend uh, and then with the plan to actually go up to 100% burning hydrogen, uh, utilizing hydrogen by 2045. Oh, excellent, excellent. But why salt caverns? Uh, why is that? Is that the best place to store hydrogen? And so, uh, you know, the hydrogen that is generated, one of the biggest uh, challenges that need to be addressed is storage of that hydrogen. Uh, so, to store hydrogen, you need a big space or big uh, facility because hydrogen is a lighter fuel, it's, it's a light gas. Uh, so, volume-wise, it's much more volume for the same amount of energy. Uh, salt caverns, uh, underground uh, uh, geologic facilities, they provide the absolute, uh, you know, uh, right location to be able to store hydrogen apart from salt caverns. And, uh, and one more thing to note over there is that existing geologic formations like salt caverns are also the most cost effective. There are other means of actually storing hydrogen, i.e. you can use pipelines, you can use uh, pressurized vessels, uh, which are called bullets. Uh, but they are definitely much more expensive. These are above ground and they're going to be more expensive than the salt cameras. Fair enough, fair enough. Uh, so what, what are some of the market challenges, uh, challenges uh, facing the expansion of, of hydrogen? So the immediate challenge is cost, right? Today when we talk about hydrogen being able to, be, to replace natural gas as a fuel for gas turbine-based power generation, uh, I come from a pricing background. They, my, my evaluation would be, are we able to use at hydrogen at the cost at which hydrogen is produced? Uh, and how does that compare to a gas-fired power generation? On an LCOE basis, there is, uh, hydrogen does not compete. Uh, so the challenge immediately is to actually, as an industry, collaborate and work together uh, to come across, uh, you know, to, to enable scale, scale, automatically will lead to cost reduction. So that's that's how we look at it. That's the immediate challenge. Uh, of course, there are some technical technological challenges in terms of uh, developing the combustion systems required and uh, having the right NOx ab abatement at the uh, exit of the gas turbine to make sure the emissions are in control. Uh, from Mitsubishi power perspective, we are working across the different steps in the value chain to make sure that the technologies are developed uh, to enable, uh, uh, you know, hydrogen-capable gas turbines, uh, looking at all the sectors, and we are the, you know, our uh, uh, our demonstration at uh, Plant McDonough Atkinson with Georgia Power was the first demonstration of a 20% blend of hydrogen in an advanced class gas turbine in an existing facility, and 
we have demonstrated that uh, uh, very successfully and that alone actually helps reduce 7% emissions uh, at that plant from that particular uh, M501G uh, gas turbine. So that's uh, the validation, the investment and the commitment of Mitsubishi Power to this particular uh, uh, you know, segment that is very exciting for us. Yeah, that is exciting. Uh, but I look forward, to, look forward to seeing how um, everything goes with the project. Absolutely. Well, um, is there any last thoughts that you'd like to give our audience before I let you go? Yeah, I think uh, I'd like just to come back to the point that, that uh, energy transition is, is happening right now. Uh, the industry needs to get together at, uh, across public-private partnerships, across the different players within the industry, uh, even in the private sector. So collaboration is key. Uh, we need to actually have uh, more transparency uh, in terms of the technology developments and the challenges and the opportunities uh, and work together across uh, the different uh, players in the industry to make sure that we actually develop the technologies required at the pace required and at the scale required so that we are able to bring the cost curves down and move towards uh, technologies that will get us to the net zero targets established. All right. Well, thank you again, Samir. Um, please, I'd like to have you on for a longer form when we have more time. Uh, but thank you to the listeners for tuning in to another episode of H2 Tech Talk. Please remember to share and subscribe.